0: And welcome to another episode of The Lava Pool I'm your host, Samuel, Dr. Fidget Arsma And I am joined once again by Temporal And before we do anything, big news has dropped I I need to ask, what was the first sandwich you made in Caldea?
1: Um, I don't quite remember the name I think it was, like, some dessert sandwich Though, um, it was to increase the rates Like, drops for, like, normal types Because I wanted to, like get a better ditto raid um i think it was like this peanut butter banana sandwich sounded pretty good Okay. You know, it look, that, looked good so sense. yeah
0: <laughs> okay so that was my follow-up question like I, how did your first one turn out
1: um i missed the bread cannot cannot get yeah. the top of the bread um but you know what i think i think there'd be too much bread if there's like the peanut butter and the banana anyways so if anything it was probably better without the top layer of bread
0: yeah nice uh i got for my first sandwich, the bread was like ten percent on the sandwich. <laughs> like it didn't completely fall off, but you could see the entire insides. It was great.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why that's the hardest part about making a sandwich. I mean, luckily the bread doesn't give, like doesn't like you don't need the bread to give like the stuff. But that was, yeah, I, I don't know. People have people have issues with that. <laughs>
0: yeah I, I wasn't i also wasn't expecting it to be like physics based and i didn't realize you had to hold the button so initially when i picked up my first topping i dropped it immediately because i just clicked the button and so it picked it up and immediately threw it on the ground I was like, oh <laughs> it's, like it's a, not what i wanted
1: just throwing around our food Fit fight
0: <laughs> yeah that, i'm i'm sure my little <laughs> dash bun would eat it anyway yeah But yeah, uh, since we last talked, the games have come out, and a whole bunch of new rules have come out as well, so I think we're going to start by just jumping into the new rule set. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so um, I think it's basically what we expected, to some degree, of course, because there's the very large elephant that we all just saw happen, Um, I don't know if I use that phrase right, but you know what's fun. (laughs) So we have like the series one rules. I know we weren't super, you know, confirmed of, oh, it's going to be series one or they're going to do something different. But it is series one. It is the no paradox, no ruins Pokemon, which I don't know. I think some people like it. Some people don't. We go back to the series format. Um, I think honestly, how people will enjoy that will depend on how often that has changed.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about that a little bit more in depth. The series thing was something that didn't really exist until well i mean this might actually be the first full year with it because yes in 2019 there was the sun moon and ultra and they were all Mm -hmm. announced immediately before like before 2018 worlds even ended yeah they announced it at that worlds so you knew what all the rule sets were going to be ahead of time and they each had about three months
1: yeah, and then Ultra was, like, super extended, but I I think that's fair that, you know, I liked Ultra, so I was cool with yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, and I felt then, like that was a solid amount of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and then with the 2019-2020 rule set, um, we had Ultra for the first, like, four months, and then we had Series 1 for about a day, not even. Uh, series 2 was a couple months, and then i think series three was like two weeks before everything got shut down
1: yeah series one was, was like that one month um of like pre-vgc so i don't think we actually played any vgc with it yeah, yeah no
0: it it was still it was ultra like, series for vgc at the time yeah
1: at the time yeah i remember playing dialga coco at like december <laughs>
0: yeah and and they had like tank they took ranked down before that happened, so it was yeah. hard to actually practice. And at um, that point, no one was showing up. <laughs> yeah. But and yeah, then, it was, like, two
1: ones for Series 2. And then I know, like, they changed, and then, like, as soon as March hit, it was Series 3 with the home compatibility, and everyone had to pl- could play Instant at that midseason in Collinsville, but not at the yeah. actual regional. And then everyone was like, oh, Toronto's next. And then, yeah, everything shut down. And then we were set.
0: Yeah. So, like, that in theory had a series uh, format, but in practice it ended up being mostly series 12 and ultra series with like A month and a half of other stuff thrown in there
1: yeah it's kind of weird definitely for the cps but i know people online you know when we had our online events people did not like having to change every two months especially when they introduced the restricted pokemon because wasn't it i don't even remember all of them because it was just like so fast it was like series 9 was no that was no series 8 was like the one restricted dynamax and then it was series 9 again and then it was series 10 that was like two two restricted no dynamax And then 2 Restricted could Dynamax. Like, I just don't even remember them anymore. And I was just like, that was too fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which is one of those things where it's good if you're like a new player and you're just learning because you're never going to be that far behind everyone else. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But if you're not playing constantly, like, it's real easy to feel like you're wasting your time if you're not going to go to an event or something.
1: Exactly. I, and uh, with the Series 1, I, I, I could be wrong because I'm not too sure. I tried checking the rules a bit. I mean, I read through all the rules, but um, do we know when Series 1 ends?
0: Um. Okay, so it goes through January 31,
1: 2023. Okay, so Orlando would supposedly be Series 2 that we don't know about then. Yes. Yeah, and then also Oceania, which is unfortunate for... So anyone who you know is, is intending to have their first event be in February, whether it's Orlando OC, or OCIC or I, I know there's a Liv- I know Liverpool's in January. So I don't know about Europe, but like they don't even have to worry about Series One. Like other than like learning, like what all the Pokemon do and just generally playing yes. Gen-, Gen Nine. Like, this team that they're playing with and building for probably isn't going to be relevant for their first IRL event, which is really unfortunate.
0: Maybe. Um, it could be that they just use the same rules. They might uh, sneak Charizard in there. That's true. <laughs> because they released Charizard in-game, like, the same time that the battle stadium actually went up. Uh, yeah. But it's not currently allowed in this rule set. Um, Also, they announced these rules on December one, which means if they stick with that cadence, they could throw up series or at least announce the series two rules on January one.
1: I'd expect that, which will give people
0: about the same amount of time as they have to prep for San Diego right now in Series one.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I know though for online events, it's like, oh, do we do series one? Do we do series two? Because when we had to change through all those series, it was really frustrating to be like, which one do we want to play? Because it's like, which one is more relevant to the people who's playing the event? Because now it's like, if if we if I host, um, you know, a, a tournament in the middle of January, and you know, after San Diego's happened, do people want to play series one anymore? Given series two is relatively different. Uh, than series one like who knows if they introduce like the paradox pokemon even you know maybe one at a time or you know pairs at a time or anything like that it's like you know if the if the series are very dis or vastly different than each other which which one do we play if there's like near a transition it's just i just there's just too many changes you know it's so fast you know because i think it's really i did enjoy sun and moon and like ultra series i think that was kind of cool to have it switch up a little bit Uh, But, you know, only two months, maybe a month of it is just so fast. And it's just like, you know, people, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it.
0: (laughs) But I mean, they could also more or less just kind of stick with the same thing. There's also the chance that home could come out at any point. Like it is always a threat to have just a bunch of new forms and other Pokemon injected into the game. It still just says early 2023 on there. Yeah, true. So,
1: I thought it said spring of 2023, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it it could be that we're playing with this series one for much longer, or it could be everything changes month to month in big ways. Um, I'm hoping it's not giant swings every time the series changes, though.
1: Same. I, I know eventually, um, after series three, like series four entered like G- Gigantamax Medchamp and Gengar and. I know that wasn't really a series swing at all, which was nice. Because it was just basically yeah. the same thing as Series 3. I think that's when they were introduced. Series 5 was, you know, completely different. Because um, I think that was that was the Isle of Armor stuff. But I honestly, that was fair. Because, like, you know, they added a bunch of Pokemon. But we at least had, like, four months of, like, basically the same series.
0: Yeah. And I know when I was speculating about rule sets before they actually announced this one, I thought since... Um... With Sword and Shield, they were trying to slowly rotate in the Gigantamax, even though you could get them all in-game. They were mm-hmm. just super rare. I thought there was, like, maybe the potential that they would uh, ban not-standard Terra types for, like, a format or two and oh, then start rolling them in. Uh, but it seems like they're not doing that. So
1: that's, Yeah, that's fair. They're yeah, it just seems it will probably just be Pokemon-based and Pokedex-number-based. Who knows yeah. though? I mean definitely would be very interesting. It's like, okay, you you have to use like the base type kind of thing. Uh,
0: yeah. That would be and uh speaking of the random types, the next thing we have in the rule set is oh, yes. uh, <laughs> open team sheets. Uh which is huge. We've never had that for in person tournaments before.
1: No. The only time we've had that was for Players' Cup in an official event. Um You know, because of the integrity of the event, you know, it kind of locks battle boxes online. So it's like, all right, here's to keep your opponent from cheating. And since we don't have battle boxes, this is, I guess, the only thing they can really do to help, you know, prevent more cheating. But I know I I popped on Twitter for three seconds and I saw a lot of people talking and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to turn off Twitter. Um, so I know there's a lot of mixed reactions.
0: I have not looked at Twitter for many reasons. Um, yeah, I'd but wait yeah, a someone, bit. Uh, Just <laughs> dropped in a Discord the link to the rules, and so that was, that was yeah. There's a
1: lot of a lot of discussion. Um, I know there's a lot of people very upset. I know there's a lot of people who don't you know who don't mind it as much. I know people who are very uh, happy about it. So it's very split um, as I I anticipated. Um, I you know even, I, I assumed we didn't have battle box locking um unless we had an update because you know there's nothing that's very you know it's there's no like live competition as they had in Sword and Shield so I assumed right. that they would probably do what they did for Players Cup four now I mean for Players Cup no, the, the number does not matter for the for the entirety of the Players Cups so yeah
0: which yeah which makes some sense um let's read through this a little. Yeah. Uh, players are required to provide a legible and accurate list of Pokemon that comprise their team. All Pokemon information provided on the team list will be made available to their opponent except the Pokemon stats, which that that's a big deal. Um, I've been playing a little bit of ladder since they put that out. And uh, I will say that like not knowing the terror types is a thing. Thing that can hurt you but it isn't as big a deal as um items like honestly uh the number of times i fake out into a covert cloak and have them set up tailwind is uh, kind of embarrassing <laughs> at this point like at, at some point i should have just started assuming but um i i don't know how good covert cloaks gonna be if it's not so covert anymore that's
1: fair. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it completely gets rid of the item name.
0: Yeah, and random berries and stuff like that is, uh, it it makes item choice and move choice a lot more interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I I I think, I know I've I've we've played forever. Um, I personally don't particularly like open sheet in Swiss. Um, but when I played in Players Cup, I didn't feel it was too drastically changed how I team built. Um, but again, like you said, for the Covert Cloak, like that's kind of a big item that might actually be affected by this um, and such like that. So I do think it'd be interesting to see how the meta develops this way rather than how it may have been if it was closed. Because uh, I know right now I believe Murkrow Goldango. Um, I've played a little bit, not too much. I believe Murkrow Goldango is kind of going insane right now and Murkrow very much yeah. loves its Covert Cloak. So, who knows if it'll, if it'll keep that on, maybe if it'll have a sash, or, you know, even if it's Covert Cloak, then people won't be faking out into it. But, like, it still can't, you, you know, it still can't be faked out, um, so it's still very good. Um, you know, as a, yeah. as a preventative item, it's just more of, like, now people can play more optimally around it. So
0: Yeah, so, like, I'm I'm old enough to, to have played in tournaments where we didn't have uh, battle boxes. <laughs> and actually old enough to remember when we had physical battle boxes, but you could change your items in those formats between the games. And so, like, even back then, trying to guess which Pokemon had a scarf and who doesn't was a huge deal. And so, yeah, not having to play that game, like, really, really makes things uh, different when you're playing, especially when you're playing Ladder Best of One with no team preview as opposed to best of three with team preview. Like, a lot of the strategies that will carry you on ladder just don't work in a best of three, especially if they already know all your items.
1: Yeah, and it'll be interesting in terms of practice as well because it's like, well, if you go on ladder, unless you and your opponent agree to open team sheets, ladder isn't going to be as effective anymore other than maybe just running the team through um, and just making sure it works on its own, you know? But it'll be difficult to get like you know maybe as good as practice as in the past
0: yeah and like the psychology aspect of that is a huge thing too because when you know your opponent does know what you have you're gonna play different than if you're assuming that they have no idea what you're about to do and you're gonna do some cool weakness policy self-proc and they're just gonna die um
1: yeah, I know. I mean, I could also absolutely see someone be like, oh, they know I have this, so I'm going to do this. But then the when it, like, forgets it's there or something, and then it, like, completely messes up the entire play.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, they don't know that I have Taunt. It's like, yes, they do, and they're just attacking.
1: Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll be definitely a very, very different thing. And also, uh, my brain broke, sorry. Um... Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm just going to move on to the next bullet point yes, here. Go do uh, that, yes. Many large- Large events will require team submission on RK9 Labs. Um, uh, uh, side note, I did not like their um, team builder the last year or two, but it's currently down for repair, so hopefully they fix a bunch of stuff that was broken on the last one. Um, uh, in the cases the player may fill out their team list in any language they wish, as translations are made automatically. Um, they must provide the list in at least the local language the location is being held at and at international championships also provided in english
1: so it looks like uh, they did cover that which is good um so yeah so for arcanine um i know that they take feedback very seriously and they are working to improve their team builder um, very good people as well um, and so yeah so for the language wise because it's like you can just input it and then we can just like as a like, for judges, can just change the language. So that's good. Um, and then I'm glad so provide the list in local language. And then, yeah, also in English. So I'm glad they covered that because I know people were concerned. Because I know there was, like, some talk about open team sheet before this actually dropped. Because people were like, there's no battle boxes. You know, what do we do, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, it has... You got to also be provided p- players in English. So does that mean that people will will have to write down... Two team sheets and then what happens when if there's like so
0: if they're submitting on arcanine uh what it sounds like is that they just put it in however it is on their game and then arcanine prints it in the languages and yeah yeah
1: you can actually change um what you want to view it in which is kind of cool
0: because otherwise you'd have to be doing it multiple in each languages because not only are you doing the team sheets with stats you're also doing the ones without stats for your opponent to see
1: well for the uh, well for the ones with stats that the judges use um arcanine has an automatic thing that they can just yeah, actually uh, change around
0: so yeah arcanine can do all yeah, of the things but for, automatically. The,
1: but for the open team sheet i'm assuming everyone's writing their stuff so does that mean that now if if now that you have now you have to um like handwrite your team sheet twice like have one in english or are they going to be providing it because i actually don't know if oh this oh it, it's
0: just it. uh local language is what they said in the rules stock what that. says
1: at international championships the list must also be provided to players in english
0: yes i'm assuming all international championships are going to use RK9 labs and they'll just auto translate and print them in english for everyone print oh gosh
1: giving out team sheets we did that for go and finding that 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 took like 30 minutes of just sorting but we already had the bracket i think it will be very difficult to give players a printed out team sheet um
0: yeah and have that um, start
1: on time properly unless they maybe can rush around into that during the play meeting.
0: that was um another thing people were talking about a little bit ago was that the team lists are actually due the night before the event now um i'm guessing it's because of them needing to print everything out and so if there's any problems they have like 14 hours before the tournament's supposed to start to fix them instead of having to do all of that right away
1: i suppose possibly um i'm not entirely sure (laughs) because that way
0: uh you print out the list or when people check in like you get their you gave your player a number and then they punch it in and then they hand you your team sheets maybe i would guess. Maybe.
1: but the thing is we don't have I check-in. Would hope. we don't have check-in
0: though oh i was not aware of that um, unless
1: unless they do introduce this new for san diego regarding team sheets um that in the past they have not been doing any more check-in the check-in is when you submit your team sheet if you submit your team sheet you are in the event and if you do not submit your team sheet, you are not in the event. Um, and if and oh. if you figure that out, you know, thirty minutes before the event starts, then you, um, then they can add you in, you know. But then you probably get a game one loss because then you, you know, you didn't enter your team sheet on time. I know. Well, um,
0: maybe you know. with like badge pickup, then.
1: Uh, Is that what
0: I'm thinking of?
1: With the wristbands and stuff like that, I don't think they yeah. do that because then they'd have to do specific. It, it's a little tricky, unfortunately. Um, because when you do your wristband, then they'd have to have a separate thing, and it's unlikely the people who have the wristband who who are doing the wristband check. It's just it how ha- it's how staff is just you know done and okay. also with wristbands, I don't think so um, so I'm so really we don't not know sure. yeah, I don't I, we don't know. I don't know yeah. if that... they are intending to print them out um, and figure out how to hand those out because if they do print those out at San Diego, then that will be very much running around because we don't know where people are until um pairings are up
0: actually yeah uh, that's that's um what i was about to say is you could just put them out round 1 when you have everybody's player slips like you yeah. the but player you slips have to, and the printout
1: but then you have to sort it by then and i don't believe arcana because yeah. i don't believe that arcana would be able to sort it by how by where they are maybe they can I could be completely wrong in that. If they can, then it would be feasible. But if not, yeah, I don't if know.
0: everything is uh, punched in 14 hours before the tournament starts, then you—you well, you need to know where to people are that. sitting. Exactly. So you so hit the you button did, to yeah,
1: that's true. If you did that,
0: yeah, you just do that earlier, so you have team sheets and battle slips and everything ready to go at the player meeting.
1: Yeah, if that, yeah, possibly. But then I, I do know though, because in Pokemon Go. If, you, if, we, if uh, a, the tournament provides a team, a team list, if you lose it, you will get a game loss if they have to reprint it. Yeah. So just as um, like for anyone who's like, oh, what happens if I lose it? This is how Pokemon Go went. If they printed it for you, you would get a game loss. So do not lose the team sheet if they do provide it to you. Don't lose it. Yeah. It's important. It,
0: Very important. In <laughs> 2009, you had, and maybe in 2010 too, I don't remember, but you had to carry your own team sheet around with you um just in case somebody called hack check or anything oh interesting um but that was also when you could switch your items around and all that other stuff Oh, true it it was less organized back then too
1: yeah it's been it's been it's been a decade now a little over Uh,
0: more more than that yeah (laughs) um so yes uh next thing on here at the start of a match players sit down across from their opponent and swap lists uh which can be reviewed and referenced at any point throughout the match if either player does not understand the opponent's list, they should call a staff member at this time. So, if if you have more language uh, barriers there, like or you do have? Or them... barriers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wh- which is good that. because I saw that the, like I, put it in the document and then I took it out. The rules about taking notes remained unchanged. So I w- I was very curious. Like, do I have to like memorize this and then wait for the battle to start and then? quick write down everything that i remember <laughs> in my notebook uh but it sounds like you can just have your yeah. notes open and look so at just the like sheet, which Go. is which is good um yeah and then, another another change players must have their wired internet settings to automatic
1: yeah so in the rules uh at in connectivity they are now suggesting internet connectivity
0: yes which
1: so, that's fun
0: um yeah, I, I'm very happy about that as someone who uses wired internet at home and constantly forgets to switch back and forth between events <laughs> and then doesn't know why I can't connect to the internet at home anymore. Um, having it just set to automatic is is great.
1: Yeah, that'll be good. And hopefully, uh, I think a concern because, you know, in the rules, it does suggest um that internet is used for larger events. So I would assume that internet would then be used for San Diego since that's a regional. Um, And so I'm, I know there's been a lot of bugs and glitches for over internet link play. So I'm really hoping that that doesn't happen because I'm very concerned, especially as a judge, um, Oh, because if there's a bug or a glitch that happens in the game that can result in you know, the outcome of a match, how do you rule that? Because we've never had to worry about, like, in game, like, oh, you know, this did this, this, this crit because, you know, it just happened to crit, you know, whatever. Or, like, like we didn't, like the, the game ruled itself. We didn't have to worry about that. We had to worry about, you know, all the other things. So now if there's a glitch in the game, what do we do? Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know about that. You know, I'm trying to, I'm sure we'll figure something out, but I'm, so I'm definitely concerned. Have you
0: <laughs> played much on the Battle Stadium at all? Yeah. I have
1: not, but I heard a lot of horror stories um, over some of the online link battles. So yeah, I'm like, oh, so
0: no. I'm going to guess about 20% of my games end in a disconnect where it's not either side's fault. Errors. And what happens in those situations is like you stay connected, you get your league points, but your rank doesn't change. And your battle number doesn't change. So like I've only had one disconnect where... Afterwards, it gave me a win and rank, and all of the other ones have just been no contest.
1: Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, hopefully, that's just for maybe Battle Stadium. But, like, yeah, if it, I'm sure there's still server issues. And so, if there's like a server issue while you connect, and then it's like, oh, well, it's just like a, I guess it would probably be perceived as a like double game freeze because it's the server disconnect is- issue. And then we just, you know, apply that ruling to that, Um, but, like, I think, like, in terms of, like, the glitches, like, I think the connectivity glitches will be difficult, and that'll be annoying and buggy, but even, like, in-game, because I'm not entirely sure, I didn't, I didn't, like, double-check this in-game, but, like, if you get disabled and you're, like, choice-locked, you can still switch out, right? Or are you, like, forced to, like, struggle? Uh,
0: I've not had that happen to me, but uh, in the past, you could always switch out. Yeah,
1: so someone... Like, at least on Battle Stadium, was playing and they weren't able to switch. Like, the game completely, like, glanced over oh. their, like, choice locked disabled Pokemon. And it's like, what if that happens in a tournament and now you literally can't, you know, switch out with your Pokemon? You're now forced to struggle because the game glitched. What do you do? Like, how do you rule that? And it's just like, oh no. Huh. So, yeah. Definitely not excited to find bugs and glitches that the game can't rule itself because the game is broken
0: <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of there's a lot of like graphical bugs also yeah, like too. pokemon appearing that have already been knocked out health bars not being accurate or showing two different things based on yeah the targeting screen or just the mm-hmm. choice screen it's yeah, it's, it's like very what, strange. what
1: do you determine then? It's like, oh, well, you know, this Pokémon looks like appears it, do you do you redo the whole game because like is that a competitive advantage? Like what do you do? So, I'm just concerned.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's a lot to be worried about. I I'm hoping that at least most of it ends up being non-issues, but you, you never know.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a protocol regarding glitches and bugs within the game and, you know, trying to keep as you know trying to keep the game as um as much as my brain broke again i forgot the word i'm sure there will be a standard protocol for glitches and bugs and everything like that
0: yeah um just hopefully it ends up being fair to the players and we don't have this like ridiculous disconnect rate where a bunch of people are clearly winning and just have it be no contest over and over again
1: yeah i mean there's there's the potential partial um where you know if unless it's like there's a few um rules where it's like if you're up four and one or you're up three and one you actually can take the win um it's in the rules but like Mm. if, if you're in a two and two situation where one player is probably clearly gonna win you know and then it dc's um, you know, I don't want to judge to make that call. Like, oh, yeah, look, you were totally in the winning position. Because that, that can actually be, you know, bias. Yeah. That can be stuff like that. You have you have to do the consistent stuff, and it just will really not be great for the player who probably was winning. But it's just how it is, and it's just unfortunate, and I'm really hoping that it stays to a minimum. Yeah. So, yay, so. buggy games! <laughs> All
0: right. A couple other things in the rules here. Uh, so this, this one I only bring up... Uh, because it's been enforced differently at different events for the last handful of years. Uh, players are only permitted to use their officially licensed wired controller at events. Uh, wireless controllers are not allowed. So early 2020 and a bunch of things um, in 2022, that meant wireless controllers, even if you connected them with a wire, were not allowed, yeah, they were. but they seemed... <laughs> so that's the thing. They weren't initially, and then eventually they became allowed. Because even when you connect it with a wire, it's still using wireless. For you can actually uh, dis- disconnect it. it. You were
1: supposed to disconnect it. I never did. Um, but it was fine. Yeah.
0: Um. um so yeah, I I just wanted to bring that up because like I I gotten mixed signals about that the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's definitely
1: I been... not been clear. But you can always bring it as long as you connect it to a wire. Because I believe when it is actually wired, it becomes, um like, wired completely, like, you know, it's, it's weird. You can bring a pro controller and connect it via wire, but I actually saw something that's very interesting that will kind of confirm that. It says, at live events, players played, at live events played using an internet connection, whether wired or Wi-Fi, the console must be in airplane mode during matches. I find that interesting, um, because that means that if you're in airplane mode, then you have to have a wired controller connected because Bluetooth won't work. Yeah. You can't put a controller with that. So that just, you know, confirms that. Um, it, it, I think it helps the, keep the wired like wireless controllers away as well. Yeah. Um, I, I have been using
0: anyway. a pockin controller for everything, um, but I have not tested that with the new games yet. Mm. I know in Sword and Shield you couldn't, obviously run around in the overworld or do anything else because it doesn't have a thumbstick uh, but it worked for battles because all you needed was the d-pad and buttons oh
1: yeah uh, fair. so I'm sure, i, I'm I hope it you, works hopefully it'll work um and i'm sure you know with with pro controllers um you know that's perfectly fine so as long as you have a wire connected it'll work and if you don't have a wire connected it physically won't work because you're supposed to be in airplane mode so okay yeah
0: doesn't airplane mode like
1: I'm pretty sure you can't
0: disable disable itself when you're on wired though. Uh,
1: I would hope not, since the rules specifically say <laughs> you're supposed to be in airplane mode. I haven't tested that. Um, I,
0: I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a thing, cause I've tried um well, before. I'd to assume go that into airplane the airplane mode, mode would
1: like, not like, cause if you're on an airplane and you want to play, you connect your wired y- controller, yep. and then it would stay in an airplane, right?
0: yeah but if you're connected to the internet it's like no no you can't do airplane and internet at the same time so if you're using oh a for the internet wired internet connection which it sounds like we'll have to be doing
1: well, i know i know internet I know. isn't necessarily airplane mode it's just the wireless i know airplane mode turns off wireless it doesn't necessarily turn off wi-fi i believe at least it does not on my phone because i connect i can connect to the internet while on yeah, airplane so yeah you... um Yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm hoping that, you know, they didn't just contradict themselves in that sentence that they posted. Uh,
0: Yeah. um, (laughs) So I guess we'll we'll see.
1: see. Yeah, yeah, basically. I'm sure it'll be Um, fine.
0: The last thing here there is no round time for VGC events.
1: Yeah, same as last time because there's the endgame timer, which is great.
0: Yes. Though I did uh,
1: find something kind of interesting. You cannot force draws. Um, Like. So do you remember what happened at um, London Open? Yes,
0: yes, I do. Um,
1: it specifically says you cannot manipulate the game state to for- to force a draw now in the rules. I don't know if that was there before, but if it was there, if it, if it was there before, I'd presume those players would have gotten a penalty. Um, but it does say in the rules that you cannot force a draw via manipulating the game state.
0: Okay. Well- yeah. That's good. So, yeah, cause... That, that, that was
1: updated because I'm sure that was not that was not fun. <laughs> I wanted to go home.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it looks like if everything starts immediately on time, there's a 20 minute game timer and a 90 second team preview. So that's like 22 minutes uh, round. So yeah, about theory, 20, like may- 20 maybe an hour and ten-, 10. would be the longest play time. Of course, there's also gaps of time for setting up the game and yeah, in between so the games
1: 25 times 3 75 max would be a little over an hour but i mean that would be as if all games go to you know the the time limit yeah. and you're not allowed to, to manipulate that anymore so hopefully no, that won't happen <laughs> um
0: but yeah i'm i'm kind of a little worried about the, uh, I, the this is why i've been stalling talking about actual pokemon i, I don't know how to pronounce their names the Garganicle?
1: Uh, garganocle?
0: Oh, say that again.
1: Garganocle?
0: Garganocle. Okay. The salt yeah, one. That, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see mirrors of those guys going to time over and over again.
1: Yeah, that might not be fun. But that gives cause... us more time for team check. So it's Because <laughs> there will be a lot yeah. more manual team check because of the obvious not locked battle boxes. So um, I know that there will be, you know, team check and stuff. Um, which gives them more time for that though they're not supposed to technically go into the next round like it's just like if if the team check doesn't end by next round, they do the pairings and then the players just you know they the players aren't late. um they just you know well, they would get a time extension, but they don't need a time extension because there's no time. so yeah. yeah, we'll see. hopefully the tournament isn't I'm, I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so the salt the salt ones be like p two mirrors. now we have the salt the salt boys
0: um yeah does, does, salt cure, the fish too.
1: does salt cure hit rock types i'm assuming
0: yes okay so um, you can however they also rate. have leftovers most of the time oh. so that cancels yeah, out
1: Yeah, that would yeah
0: <laughs> and so they just kind of sit there forever
1: well hopefully that doesn't happen too much but if it does yeah oh well it'll be fun to because
0: have. that's four animations at the end of each turn for the salt cure damage and then the leftovers and then over and over and over again so yeah it could, could easily go to 20 minutes a game
1: I'm actually curious if they updated something else regarding um, how much we'd have to play Pokemon um, where is this when did it last update? Nope it wouldn't have updated. I was curious if they maybe would have updated to give VGC day 2 originals but that no. rulebook has not yet updated so we'll see. I am hoping so. I do I think it is a very smart decision for them to do that so that we don't have to play 10 rounds um, because that would take everything yeah. even longer. I'd like to play 9 rounds on Swiss and then just have, you know, day 2, which makes sense for a 600 person regional. We're not we're not a one-day event anymore. Please let us
0: ah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, change Hopefully. happens very slowly and sometimes not at it's all been for years. them though.
1: <laughs> I know I've been trying to advocate for it, um, very much so. So I'm very hoping that it happens. Um, We have the rules now, finally. I was very much hoping the rules would come up soon because I know people were very anxious. And hopefully we'll um, actually get our circuit information next week. Maybe.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, only, what, four weeks before the first big event? Yeah. And we still don't know anything about championship points and all that other stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a. I want, I'm curious if they're, you know, even if they're completely redoing anything. Like, what if um, they end up changing it to like have a like a invite um, based kind of similar to go, or maybe a combination of championship points. We also don't know anything about local still, which is you know, which is fine. I know they're they're behind on all, it seems they're behind on some things. Um, so hopefully we get local information at some point in time. Um, I definitely do want our circuit information. Because if they do championship points and they don't end up doing locals, and we also have half a season, it's like, well, what what number of championship points do we do? I know TCG's really struggling right now because they don't have locals, that, you know, someone has already won two regional championships and they don't have their invite, which is kind of insane.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's okay. 500
1: championship points for uh, North American Masters, for TCG, and so someone's won two regionals, They have four hundred. they have 400 CP, they do not have their invite kind of insane i know it's it's similar to where they don't have locals but like it's like they don't have locals for half the season either like locals are pretty big you know like if they had locals this person would probably have had their invite already but they don't so what what do you do
0: like bgc like not only do we not have locals we also didn't have the first half of the season yeah uh, and you know everyone else is playing so
1: yeah, and I, I know sometimes like, you know, TBC has like, okay, we want this many players maybe at the at world. So this is, you know, maybe how we we base our CP off of it. But I'm hoping that it won't be that little amount because, you know, I think we've they've generally aimed for about 100 or so. Um, and, yeah, so what they know.
0: could do is kind of revert back to how it was pre-CP bar, where it was just the top X in each region get in. They could um, do that for a season like i i don't know if i would prefer that or not but like if you're trying to control the number of people getting in that's an easy way to do it yeah without I, having to guess at a bar
1: that's true <laughs> I know a lot of people would not be happy because um, oh I know, for sure <laughs> I mean yeah everyone would be very upset about that because already people are like you know this travel stipends and everyone's like oh locals shouldn't count for travel stipends and you know all those all those things that people say and it's like well now you have to keep going and you have to keep playing to keep your invite and it's like oh no so hopefully they don't do that yeah people are not like that
0: all right so that's about it for info that we have on new rules so far um the next thing we have on our list are what pokemon do we think are actually going to be good we don't have too much time to go over this um but yeah you you said you've been thinking a lot about murkrow and friends
1: i've just seen on twitter murkrow and friends um i've like dabbled a little bit in it i've had you know a bit of projects for school happen up so haven't been able to touch the game too much um but murkrow goldango seems very fun very offensive. But it does seem that, like, there's some pretty good... Like, that salt 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 thing, the Garganocle, is pretty cool. It looks very good, because it gets wide guard. And I was caught surprised by that last night. I went to click Tailwind, oh. Goldango stuff, and then it did wide guard. I was like, darn.
0: <laughs> I honestly didn't know that it learned wide guard. Yeah. So that's, that's fun. It's very good anti-trick room,
1: because um, Torkoal, Goldango, something else should you know, click moves and then you just click white card you're like oh i don't do damage now
0: yeah so yeah i, I also haven't played too much because i just started a new job and then i'm also still on at my old job and so i'm trying to learn like a new position and then a new job and pokemon all at the same time that and is it's, a lot it's confusing me <laughs> quite a bit um but i squeaked into master ball finally <laughs> yesterday um and yeah I, i've been seeing a lot of the the, the new again got it got to pronounce it uh goldengo
1: yeah goldengo cheese stick
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes um it, th- that thing's been everywhere uh it's very kind good. of annoying yep. i just found out yesterday that it make it rain only drops a special attack one stage not two stages like yep. i assumed
1: you know it sounds and it also gets nasty plot i'm pretty sure so you
0: Yes, you can nasty plot I, and then
1: click it a bunch, and then you're just like, whoa, I, I win.
0: <laughs> so I've been running uh, Zoroark on all of my teams so far. Oh, and that's so cool. At having them nasty plot has is, is been fun. <laughs> I'm always a little worried about the scarf. Um, mm,
1: yeah. I've yeah. seen I've seen a bit of uh, Annihilate around. It looks kind of cool. It's very good yeah. for all of the Hydreigon that's going around.
0: Yeah, so that's one that's going to be... Um, much less useful with uh open team sheets because one of the things that makes it incredibly scary is that it has 110 base hp and final gambit yep so if they're scarf you pretty much immediately go into a 3v3 yeah
1: absolutely Um, i think only like four pokemon have a higher hp stat than that yeah i don't
0: know which
1: four, but yeah it's not a lot
0: and there's not much that outspeeds a scarf annihilate
1: no and also um, gets like close combat and i believe it gets defiant too right like you if you snarl it like you don't even have to use close final gambit you can just click close combat and win
0: um it also has uh rage fist which deals more damage the more times it takes damage so if you're like super scared of the final gambit and want to like sucker punch it or hit it with a priority move to take less damage from that and then they rage fist you and you die anyway and they're still alive it's it's bad yeah
1: especially if that's choice carved like and you have to figure out how to one shot it if you want if you want if you want to not get hit by that rage fist anymore
0: yeah so so yeah annihilate incredibly scary and in blind best of one but mm-hmm. if you're If you're uh, looking at Open Team Sheets, probably more manageable. Um, So I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I know Final Gambit would probably definitely take a lot of newer players off guard. So it definitely is unfortunate that Open Team Sheets, you know, has to reveal that. Um, Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's see. Like, Amoongus has been everywhere again. Because it's still Amoongus. it still does Amoongus things
1: oh, yes. we still got garchomp you know the still dragon
0: thing yeah that's good that i'm a little surprised at how much garchomp there is uh is but i mean any it is ice still types? very good oh yes oh. um well one everything can terrestrial but oh, also, well uh, yeah
1: but Terastal into ice oh boy
0: Obama Snow and the new dragon uh Baxcalibur.
1: Yeah. Oh wait, doesn't Hail get a, didn't hail get give Ice types a buff now? Didn't they change that?
0: Yeah. Well well it's not hail anymore. It is Snowscape. Oh. Um but I'm yes, it gives um, <laughs> it gives um it gives Ice boost? Types a defense boost. Okay. So that's kinda and cool. And then Obama Snow also has Aurora Veil. Vale, mm. So yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they're just Obama Snow has has been around quite a bit and i will probably um, still one
1: shot with close combat though
0: <laughs> yeah and um also just absolutely terrifying as i learned yesterday um yeah it's, it's, it's got like 140 it's, no 145, 145 base attack
1: mm-hmm. absolutely um
0: insane. and then yeah its move is really cool too yes like it's got the glaive rush dragon thing Um, it has ice shard (laughs) which coming off off of 145 that's a lot of damage yeah uh, it did way more than I was expecting it to Um, and then yeah they all just kind of terra into a defensive type or like dragon so they don't have all those ice weaknesses anymore
1: yeah do you still keep the terra boost I mean the ice snowscape boost if you terra away from ice type
0: that is an excellent question that I don't know the answer to yet.
1: <laughs> okay, so if we probably want to figure that out because um, I was cause I think a friend mentioned it. And I was like, "Oh, did, how does this work?" And they're like, "I don't know." I was like, "Hmm, wow." Well, I know a... you
0: keep your same type attack.
1: Yeah, you get the stat.
0: Like, even if you're not that type anymore, but yeah, but I don't know if you keep the defensive about... things. Yeah, I also I'm don't sure. know if you're still immune to like sandstorm and stuff like that if you're.
1: Yeah, I presume that's what that would turn into interesting because i'm sure if you terrestrialize into an ice type you gain the snowscape buff
0: yeah um but i don't know if it works yeah. the other way
1: the other way yeah we'll figure that we'll figure that out i'm sure maybe maybe i'll figure that out before next time
0: <laughs> um, let's see other things everywhere grim snarl again oh yeah um,
1: Grimmsnarl. this Torkoal, the sun
0: Torkoal. so i i had poked a little bit at the like free battles before we got actual ranked rules where all of the Paradox Pokemon were still allowed. Mm-hmm. And Torkoal was everywhere there yeah, because Sun activates the Paradox abilities for half of them anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure how much it's going to help here when the Paradox Pokemon aren't around anymore.
1: Yeah, Sun is still always good though um i think i definitely have seen not seen charcoal as much as we did before um but i think it's still probably a good pokemon um I mean, it's
0: a very slow thing that learns eruption so it's good for trick room yeah but then the, 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 the garden least.
1: also is kind of kind of holding that back so maybe maybe it'll yeah little, i i've seen mouse hold though a little bit um very That's, interesting I,
0: yeah it's a it's an interesting one. That's that's exactly how I would put it. It's fast. Um, it has a move that can do a lot of damage. Yeah, 90% uh,
1: chance, to I believe. Yeah. With wide lens, of course. Um, I didn't realize how Population Bomb originally worked, because I thought that it was like Rock Blast, um, but it is actually oh. like Triple Axle. So you stick wide lens on there, and you have a 90% chance to um, hit all 10 times, which is very fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it also has, like, no defenses, and if you give it a focus sash, you're not doing any damage. Exactly. Might so,
1: uh, be fun let you yeah. know, maybe p- put it next to, like, um, I mean, indeed exists? Oh, that's another thing! Um, they didn't hard-code trick room female Indeedee. Yes. That's important. Um, yeah, yeah, they didn't hard-code that. Since it's not hard-coded, I would believe it's allowed. That's what I would take it as. I can try. I'm going to try and confirm that, but it's not hard coded in the rules. So since it technically is obtained through normal gameplay, it, I would assume it would be allowed.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's an interesting one. I I I would like to know if that's allowed or not. But, yeah. I mean. I guess open team sheets—you'll know immediately if your opponent has it or not. So yeah. you don't have to constantly guess. That's true.
1: That's good. Um, and I, but I would, I would probably prep for it. I would assume that it, it is allowed, since especially since it is not hard coded in the rules. Yeah. Because it needed to be hard coded uh, in the rules, I think, to to be named as not, because it's technically through normal gameplay. You're not, you know, you're not abusing the system or anything, and it, you can catch it in these bugged raids. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it's also allowed on ladder. So I guess it's, it's not a... good
0: enough to. What was the thing um, in Sword and Shield that also had this? That they Hydro did Pump rover. Being... Ah yes. That,
1: however, was not allowed on Ladder. They very much yeah. did not let that through any checks. Okay. So since indeed, so indeed, is different in that now because it is allowed through checks, especially the online checks, and I believe yeah. specifically the. Pokemon check um, indicated that you go online to casual battles and then, you know, kind of how we did that before back in Gen 7, you go online, you see if you can play on ladder, and if you can play on ladder, then the the team's all good. And since Ndidi will be able to play on ladder, then the Ndidi would be all good.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um...
1: But Drillboard, I know, was not allowed on ladder. They fixed that oh. very quickly.
0: Yeah, oh, well, I don't know how many of these, like, real niche issues are going to be top priority for them to fix. There seem to be quite yeah, a it few makes sense. Yeah, bigger no, sure. problems with the game at the moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, plus it's not um, that You know, I mean, if it was like NDD, you know, gets, you know, like, uh, I don't even, well, what, what would I get that would be weird? I don't know. Like, Hydro Pump, I guess, would be pretty bad to have that. But, like, Trick Room, just, just, there's yeah. kind of like whatever. You know, and if if TBCI really didn't want it on the NDD, they would have hard-coded it into the rules that it wasn't allowed. Like, they would yeah. just would have posted it. So, um, I would definitely take it as it's allowed at the moment. Okay. Yep. Fun um, times. So that'll I be fun. <laughs>
0: look at the other, other fun things on here. We already talked about, uh... Oh,
1: yeah. That Don Zozo. That one.
0: Oh, yeah. That's pretty big.
1: <laughs>
0: I... I don't know how how popular that's going to remain because everybody has Murkrow with Haze now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for those that don't know, the Dendozo, if you pair it up with the Little Fish, they kind of combine into one Pokemon. You're then unable to switch out, but you get plus two in every stat. Um, and it also has an attack that uh, raises your attack, Stat one, one more every turn. Yeah, order So up. you just it, immediately start stacking boosts mm-hmm. on top of your. Yeah, you can actually, plus two, plus two. It can be defense two. or
1: speed two, depending on what color fish you. Eat. Oh right. Yeah, the orange one is attack, though, and I think that's the most popular.
0: I, that's the only one I've seen. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: <laughs> they can technically differ, but uh, if you do see like a different, I think the pink one's speed and the yellow's defense. So you can see what um. What boost they'll probably get. Um, but yeah yeah, but like dondozo though can of course be hazed away it can be clear smogged um we've seen i think steal dondozo to try and prevent the clear smogs from happening um but then of course just marco clicks the his button and then it's just like oh no
0: yeah and it has a handful of helpful abilities so it's like again open team sheets you don't have to guess if you can burn it or not you can just no
1: it's like unaware yeah it has unaware and it has water veil
0: yeah so you can either try and match it with setup and do that but if it has unaware that doesn't help or you can try and burn it but if it has water veil that doesn't help so yeah yeah, knowing what ability it has (laughs) yep i think based on how the metagame has shaped up to try and counter it plus the open team sheets i don't know how yeah it probably won't be as popular
1: but it's a cool pokemon (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's incredibly cool. Um, uh, for Rigorath, another thing that I constantly forget that the ability prevents priority it's, it's moves. Just Serena. Working.
1: It's just a Serena. It's nothing new.
0: <laughs> I know, but except it's itself the trick rumor.
1: That's true. It's that, yeah. Serena so, did, did not have trick room.
0: Yeah, so like, between this and the bugged Indeedy, like two things can... Both set Trick Room while preventing Fake Out. Yeah, and
1: as normal Psychic types, that's, you know, pretty good typing for a Trick Room setter.
0: Yeah, so you don't need to set up, send out two Pokemon to do the same thing that these guys can now do by themselves, which Mm -hmm. is tricky. Kind of
1: scary, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the the meta develops, because I know it typically goes, follows the same pattern of really hyper-offense stuff, um, and then it kind of turns right directly into Hard Trick Room. And then it just kind yep. of goes from there, so I I don't know yeah. when Heart Trick Room will especially hit, but having FurGraph and Ndidi and then Garganossel, all those very fun Pokemon, I know I think it'd be definitely interesting to see one that'll hit.
0: Yeah, uh, on the ladder at least, or on Battle Stadium, uh, Heart Trick Room is still like half the teams I've been seeing so far.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I I tried playing. Um, A friend of mine yesterday with, like, Scarf Goldango or something like that, and I was trying to just click the hyper-offense buttons, and I was shut down very fast. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) So I see, it's developed.
0: Yes, what one of the things I was very worried about in the handful I played in the uh, just open battles where the Paradox Pokemon were allowed is that seems like hyper-offense city um, mm-hmm. It felt a lot like 2017 where it's like, okay, it's all just matchup based. Like either you're the faster hyper offense or you were somehow able to like gain a Pokemon advantage and it's just over. And it it was, it was not exactly fun. I was kind of worried that that was going to be the actual format. And then we got the real rules announced and I, I like the series much better. Just because there aren't a billion things that are 120 base speed and immediately have a attack or special attack boost. It's, yeah. That's it's fair.
1: good. I, I definitely did play a little bit of it. Um, I love Hyper Offense. I was very much vibing with the Paradoxes, but it definitely was kind of the same thing a little bit. I mean, it was the very beginning of the format, of course, so it hadn't exactly spread yeah. out yet. But I do think it'd be cool to see this without the Paradoxes. I just hope it doesn't change too fast because that'd be I
0: annoying. I love Hyper Offense if I'm not playing... Like four other hyper offense teams every <laughs> <That's> tournament. <fair.
1: laughs> what you don't want to face the same Salamence team three times?
0: I, I mean, if it's the exact same team, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but when everyone has its own little twist, and it's like, okay, I have to guess my leads right, otherwise, I lose every single game. Uh, it's open team it, sheet now, though. <laughs> well, you still have to guess your leads,
1: that's true, that's
0: true, and. That's the thing that hyper offense just kind of pivots on. It's like, did you lead right? You win. Did you not lead right? It's gonna be real hard for you. Now. Yeah, that's very true.
1: Hyper offense loves
0: to do that. Um, but yeah, let's see. Any any other fun things that stick out immediately?
1: Rotom, I think uh, it exists. I've seen
0: that. It's a good Pokemon. It does. Good standard Pokemon. Uh, Talonflame as... mm. and Roll as
1: well. both of the birds.
0: Yes, um, so the first time I saw Talonflame, I faked it out, and it had a Covert Cloak, and one of the things I, like, it's a very bad habit of mine, if I see something like that on ladder, I'm going to be incredibly worried about it every single time I see it, and it will affect my play so that I won't do the thing, and I made a conscious effort not to have that happen to me this time, so the next time I saw Talon Talonflame, I went against my nature, and I faked it out anyway, and it also had a Covert Cloak. <laughs> And then that happened a third time. And then there was a killer roll and that also had a covert cloak. And so Wonderful. now I just don't know what to do anymore. Um, that sounds great. So, yeah, um, it, it's not as bad as going up against Groudon Charizard or in the last format, but still like the, the covert cloaks are, are messing with me real bad. Um, but yeah, the Talonflame seems, uh, I don't know. Like, it's a fast tailwind. Uh, Kill Watch Roll I like a lot more, just because it's a fast tailwind with competitive. That is cool. And potentially uh, better stabs. A lot of things I've noticed have been terrestrializing into grass type, so t- having a flying type is good. Especially if your flying type isn't Murkrow, because Murkrow almost never has a flying type move.
1: Murkrow... I've seen some birds.
0: <laughs> I don't know that I have. I've taunted a whole lot of Murkrow, and all they seem to do is foul play after that.
1: That's fair. Foul play's a good move.
0: Um, oh, the armor rogue.
1: Oh yeah, I used to see a little bit of that, and now I don't see any more. But it was good the I... sun, right? Oh, All right, no, now it's good because yeah. of
0: oh, it's wait, good know. with sun. It's good with psychic terrain because um, ah, it gets expanding force. Uh, I got absolutely annihilated uh, th- the other day by one that led next to the dolphin. Oh, whose name I'm forgetting? Palafin. Uh, Palafin, <laughs> yes. Um, so so Palafin is scary because it's does that. It does flip, turn, turn one, and then it switches out while doing damage and then when it comes back in it has like a billion stats oh uh, does it
1: have to like be switched out and in for that yes okay yes, that is
0: how it activates you have to send it out bring it back send it back out and then it changes oh that's kind of uh, cool
1: i thought you just had to send it out but you have just switch okay yeah. that's kind of cool oh so yeah so what Flip i did was yeah
0: yeah so i i knew it was going to attack me so i protected the thing i knew it was going to attack and instead it Self targeted its own armor round, <laughs> uh, activated weakness policy, no. which also activated weak armor. No! So it was immediately basically a Dundozo that was super fast. Um, it flipped turned into Indeedee, which set up psychic terrain oh, and no. then expanding force. That's fun. <laughs> and, uh. and I was just done. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a fun uh, strat, though. I'm sure yes, they were very happy uh, they got that
0: off. <laughs> yeah, I'm also sure they are quite pleased with themselves. Um, but yeah, that's one I don't want to have happen to me again. Uh, so I'm, I'm scared of that. I'm scared of that. <laughs> I'm so scared of that. Um, uh, one of the, the... The most fun turn one I've had that worked out in my favor... Um, as I've said, I've been running Zoroark on my teams. Uh, there was a game where I didn't bring Zoroark, but the opponent was so sure that I did that turn one, they fighting Terrastalized their own Dragapult and then Terra Blasted into my Sableye. And then they ran turn two.
1: <laughs> Very nice.
0: Like, I, I have to assume it was a streamer. That was just going for a hard read for content And I went,
1: nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was very confused. Like, oh, it's wrestling. No oh, it's fighting. That's that's weird. Why would they do that? And then they, <laughs> right into the sable Eye. It's like, You're okay. Right
1: into the Sableye.
0: <laughs> good stuff. Um, Let's see. Oh, the Miascarada. Oh, yeah. That was another. Because
1: it's good. Like, it's the auto crits. And it also has knockoff, and knockoff is good in this format. It minute. does.
0: Yes, um, it also has uh, the protein ability. Oh yeah,
1: doesn't that like, bug out with terra though? Because protein's only once per game now, right?
0: Is it once per game or once per being sent out?
1: That's a good question. Um, I know it's a once per now, something.
0: Yes. Um, it might be once but per one of out. the One of the weird things I've noticed is that they do that, but they all have basically just stabs in u-turn
1: yeah there's not a lot to change it into i mean especially when you when you don't want to change into like something like like into an ice type if you i don't know what what test have, and then like want to go back into flower trick and then you're just like oh no
0: so yeah uh, it's it's weird because if you have protein and you use the grass move then you immediately lose your prankster immunity because you're not dark Mm. anymore and you lose your dark stab, and yeah, the other way, like it. if and if you go into dark, then you lose your spore and rage powder immunity, and you lose your stab grass move. So I I don't I think think that...
1: it's better at overgrow personally.
0: Yeah, it depends on your move set. Like if you're just using it. stabs, if you're using stabs and U-turn, like absolutely overgrows the play. If you're Using a bunch of funky moves, then then maybe protein. Maybe. Yeah, again, if you protect and become normal, like nor- normal doesn't really help you. You get a ghost immunity, but you already resisted as a dark type anyway. So
1: yeah, it's definitely not the same as like Greninja had at all.
0: Yeah, Gre- Greninja had such a good move pool, and then even Cinderace also. Yes, um,
1: that was like Libera was very cool. Great move pool. That was so busted,
0: <laughs> and and playing fire type like you you get a willowisp immunity, but that's about it. So yeah, yeah and being yeah, able no, to change it to like no a real dark, dark type,
1: you could dark sucker punch, be immune to stuff, and then go straight back into pyro ball, and then just have that fire stab, yeah. and you're just like, ha ha, I'm back to being yeah, but, will-o'-wisp immune.
0: Yeah, but like Cinderace was a single type. Mascarada already is has two good types that True, yeah work well together. So yeah. Unless you're just absolutely terrified of bug moves. <laughs> um, and At that point, terrestrialize,
1: but, yeah? Or, well, no, then you lose the Yeah,
0: stuff. Um I'm assuming also, you lose Prankster
1: I, when you terrestrialize out of dark, right?
0: I, I would guess. yeah. Or, yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any... Scissor? Like, sorry. common bug... T- scissor, okay, that's, yes.
1: That's a, that's a one. That's really all, um,
0: though I think. I feel like I saw a lot of that last week, and then none this week, which is odd. Um, also, I was running it last week, and I'm not running it anymore, so maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, when when there was still the paradox format with everything being fair. Like, half of the format was weak to fairy, and so there were a bunch of fairies everywhere. Sylveon! Yeah. 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 Um, I, I've seen quite a few Sylveon, um, but not many other fairies. I guess Grimstarl counts as a fairy. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know what else is going to be great yet. I like Breloom, because I always like Breloom. I've seen it get a little more popular, but I I don't know. Um, I guess the amount of hydrogen I've seen is a little surprising. Yeah, but... they
1: all go to Steel or Fire though.
0: Yeah, to I, those I think it's just. I think it's more uh, to hard counter Goldengo.
1: Yeah, true. Right? There's also that. Well, there's Goldengo, so, yeah. and there's also I think some Fairies, because like it's very good to go into Steel typing if you are a Dragon. Dark type. Yeah. Very
0: good. I saw a poison one yesterday, too. Oh, that's kind of cool. That that had to be for fairies.
1: Yeah, probably for
0: fairies. Uh, It used Terra Blast. Oh, that would
1: make sense. I forgot that it maybe existed (laughs) for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Because a lot of times it's not your best option. More often than not, the offensive uh, terrestrializing is what happens. And so you stick with your stab just to get like an extra boost. And so you don't need Terra Blast for that. Yeah, exactly. And if you're doing a defensive typing, then you might not need an 80 base power move for that defensive typing. So, yeah, Terra Blast seems a lot more niche than I initially thought it would be.
1: Yeah, I think also in part because you do keep your stabs, Terra Blast isn't as needed.
0: True. Uh, but yeah, anything else where... Oh yeah, uh, with... Home support is the other thing we have on here. Uh, Because Pokemon Home's not out for a while, we don't have any way to look at the official uh, usage stats on Ladder, which, again, is helpful, but in an open Team Sheet format, maybe not as much. Because what I like to use those for is uh, being able to guess items and uh, terrestrializing more appropriately so i should know if i should continue faking out every talon flame i see or if i should just stop doing that and assume they have the cloak
1: yeah um yeah i like using the rank uses dash because you can also see what stuff is sometimes paired with or like i think for new players it was really helpful um like i mean me personally i i've played the game a lot so i don't need you know, maybe rank you such as much anymore but like if someone's newer at the game they want to just see stats and some people really just like seeing stats and how things work um, yeah. for team building and just generally how the meta's forming up and everything I it, it is nice so
0: <laughs> yeah I, that, that's, that's the big thing with um, the formats potentially changing rapidly having access to um, what's actually popular early is incredibly helpful yes Uh, because things can change very fast, and it's nice to know when they do. Other than that, we have confirmation in the rules that when home is added, all the regional variants that are in the decks will be allowed. Um, Also, you can use old Pokemon that are in the decks. Uh, Doesn't say anything about needing a battle-ready mark.
1: Oh, really? I must have missed that one. Um, That's
0: cool. And also, I haven't seen any way to give things battle ready in the game which makes sense because home's not out yet
1: they might add that but when once home is out
0: yeah so without a battle without the need for a battle ready mark that means a bunch of like old exclusive moves might become legal oh no
1: oh no
0: like the pokemon xd move tutors where everything has follow me and stuff like that so but oh no. uh, i I, I don't want to talk too much about that until it, it yeah i'm assuming they probably do some uh, of that already mark but who knows yeah uh, i i don't know at this point yeah uh, we could do anything let's see
1: <laughs> Trick or me, dee, other woo. quick
0: other quick things we can go over a minute liverpool sold out in five minutes
1: that was insane i think san diego was like 24 insane. hours so. yes
0: um like it went over 300 i think in the first five minutes but it didn't yeah definitely Uh, capacity of over 500 until the next day but
1: yes um i know that they've been also Uh, doing like if there's a cancellation they try and you know give that spot to someone i know so um (laughs) yes uh, a few but uh they do want people to play by the
0: by the time this goes out it won't happen anymore but i believe friday uh they were going to have one slot available from cancellations. Yes, I believe so. I and know a friend is trying to get in, time. so yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll
0: see. So yeah, it, uh, uh, that'll be fun to see who gets that thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, what I would... Well, one thing I've wanted from the organizers for a while is in the VIP-like packages, just if you buy a VIP thing at one, maybe give you early access to register at a, the next event they host that'd be interesting try and avoid having to be there in the first five minutes before all 500 places go away
1: it's definitely an interesting concept i can i can see if it's possible because i know because yeah, i know like arcanine is the registration site so if there's like the connection between the two yeah, maybe that's gonna be kind of interesting
0: yeah because i've had a few events in the last year or so where i've had to try and register while on my phone at work which is not ideal but like that's how it has to be because otherwise i'm missing yeah my chance to sign up
1: something i think that's also and i think that they've moved a step back in this is if you earn a travel award or a travel stipend for an international championships you are now not guaranteed a registration spot right they used to have that um like henry still signed up like immediately for naic he still had a spot technically guaranteed but he was like i'm not i'm not risking it now for ocic for um like for euic if, if he wants to go there or if anyone wants to go there um and you get the travel award travelized stipend you have to register in those whatever minutes like and i know people don't like to book travel accommodations until they've guaranteed themselves into the event sometimes um yeah and so like you know for australia for people flights are going up for those who have the travel award and now the fact that they're not even guaranteed to be in the event is i don't i don't think that they needed to do that there's not that many people who have the award and it just i don't know i don't like that
0: (laughs) yeah um do you think with Liverpool selling out that fast, do you think uh is going to sell out immediately?
1: I'm not too sure. if Maybe that, that might not be immediate for OCIC specifically. Um, I think that will definitely still be fast, um, but it might not be immediate. But like for EOIC, it, that will absolutely be very fast. For NASC, it will be very fast. And for those players who have travel awards to those places, they don't have a guaranteed spot.
0: Yeah, so... so like. Oceano's is the one i'm really worried about because i already booked my trip there
1: oh yeah that would make sense um i don't think that will be absolutely immediate as like similar to liverpool um
0: yeah that, i thought that one like it's usually smaller than the other ones but yes. also i don't know how many spots they're gonna have i'm hoping that
1: they'll you know like they, i'm sure they're seeing things and i'm sure it won't be zero spots like i'm, I'm i don't think it will sell in five minutes kind of thing so i'm hoping uh, yeah I'm same hoping same absolutely same because i know a lot of people was, definitely do not want to yeah yeah again not in like, i i,
0: I want to go to one internets this year and i don't want it to be ohio again <clears throat> so i chose that one and i booked early and because like i've never been there
1: it's very cool i'm oh. hoping to go there oh, as staff possibly i will be applying when that application goes up yeah, um, But yeah,
0: with, with everything selling out so fast, I, I'm starting to get worried.
1: Yeah, I know, for sure. Um, I know, like, for the regionals, I know, so for to, maybe to help your anxieties, um, for the regionals, for both Europe and NA, those sold out very fast last year, but for Oceana, they didn't even sell out for the regional spots. Okay. Um, so, so I, yeah, I don't that, expect that it to be five minutes. That would be very very insane.
0: Okay. Um, let's see, the last thing. We have to go over out. Uh, I, I don't know if you know anything about this, but like, what's what's going on with Fresno? Um, Are we having a regional there or not? Like
1: the best guess that I got is that it's just not officially confirmed. Um, I'd assume that they want to try and they they wanted to try and split the tos to have five regionals each, and that would be the fifth for the yeah. northwest team. Um, and I'd assume it's original, but I maybe there's just official stuff that they gotta confirm and whatnot. Yeah that's about so all for, I know. I'd for know. those
0: that don't know at Salt Lake and then again for uh San Diego coming up, the VIP package includes a t-shirt that has a listing of all the regionals that mm-hmm. Team Northwest is putting on and at the mm-hmm. end it says
1: uh
0: Fresno after. Fre- yeah, Fresno uh June 10 and 11, which is I believe after Milwaukee but before
1: Before probable NASC, I don't, I would not. Before the
0: NASC that got I would not bet on those dates
1: because um, I I do know. I mean,
0: they're printed on shirts. I
1: I know, but however, they are printed on shirts. However, that schedule may have been the unofficial one that was not confirmed yet. So it's kind of of fun because at Peoria, um, round two events actually also had a shirt that had every single event, but there were a few dates that were wrong because they were printed before they were like, they were like, had to be official, official stuff. So definitely don't go by those dates until there's an official thing. You can assume maybe, but definitely don't book stuff until it is official released.
0: Yeah, uh, like I've I've not booked anything for Fresno, but it's like it, it's very strange to have this like phantom regional thing. Yeah, I am surprised so it may hasn't. Not
1: been announced yet i don't know what's going on because like you know, i know there were, because everything had to happen very fast um because the yeah was, you know they they had to schedule things very fast so like, there's a stuff box stuff, some stuff on the you know trickling through but it's, it's been a while i am surprised
0: that it yeah, has not been confirmed yet it not being announced um to me is less surprising than it being on these shirts while not being announced yeah like the the Fake announcement or a false start is Pseudo. is the confusing part here.
1: Yeah, I know there's a lot of planning that goes into things, so I'm assuming that the t-shirts were printed and you know designed and everything, and there's just not a lot you can do to backpedal. So
0: yeah, I, I mean, it's it seems like more and more like the Utah ones were like super premature to print him on that when like months later we still don't know
1: <laughs> yep hopefully we get um, an official confirmation soon ish i'd assume it's I mean it's just hopefully yeah. not like too far out like you know you probably don't necessarily need to book your flights to fresno right now but like you know it's six months ish
0: yeah yeah like it's still uh more time than we had for like the early regionals for this format yes that don't get announced until worlds so uh, still plenty of time but it is weird if you're trying to like schedule your entire season ahead of time and budget for that
1: um, oh yeah absolutely
0: also, also Fresno's a weird city to hold it in <laughs>
1: um
0: it's yep it's not really too close to anything um
1: California's fun I i i know people are probably hoping for a san jose one which is would be really yeah. nice because it's there's an airport right there it's it's a nice city. Exactly. And then you got Fresno, which is kind of far away. Where you fly into San Jose, and then you got to travel to Fresno for cheaper yeah, flights.
0: Yeah, it, it's weird.
1: Definitely weird. I know that for uh, I know some things that the organizers had difficulty finding um, venues last minute, which is actually why uh, Peoria happened rather than Collinsville unfortunately
0: i guess that makes sense yeah
1: they 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 really wanted their normal venue but like because of the last minute stuff they weren't able to and how everything ended up i guess so they're doing their best okay so possibly fresno was the cheapest and most you know possible option because california is very expensive as well
0: true um but yeah um that's that's all i have for today any other stuff you want to bring up
1: um, probably not too much, um, I know, uh, USPA had their signups start up, so if you're interested in, oh, yeah, you know, playing with your local scene, um, definitely sign up there, we are, they're accepting signups for at least another week, uh, such like that, I'm trying to, trying to get our local scene to happen before, you know, locals, trying to get that all, um, organized, because I know a lot of, there's... At least uh, in the past, locals haven't been able to be as advertised as much as we'd all probably really like them to. So definitely trying to uh, hook up with your local scene and get some good vibes in and maybe find some practice buddies for regional events uh, in USPA yeah. is pretty cool. I,
0: I would absolutely do that if I wasn't working two jobs at the moment. No, that's totally fair. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I did enjoy it last year. Um, so yeah, would do it again if I had the time.
1: Yeah, we have to figure out. Um, we have to figure out actually leagues for open team sheet. Um, rules and stuff will come out soon, um, because we have to make decisions on open team sheet, not open team sheet. What do we do? Everything like that for team leagues. So that will be fun.
0: If in if indeed he can trick room or not.
1: Yeah, that as well.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I don't envy that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It'll, be, it'll it'll, all get sorted out. It, it will be fine. We'll all be happy. Pokemon, we all love Pokemon. Pokemon's great. I'm excited that we have RL events. I'm excited for San Diego. I'm, I'm judging San Diego, and I'll be trying to help people, you know, prep for that in terms of uh, official, staffy, like, you know, oh, you know, make sure your settings are automatic wireless, as it says in the rules and stuff like that. And um, I think it'll be really fun. I'm excited. 600 people. It'll be a good time. It'll be a very chaotic I'm time. But it'll be a good time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yes, I, I'm excited and nervous for anyone running that event.
1: Same. I am nervous for all of us. But we got a good team. we got a good staff. Um, so I, I trust in us, and I know the players are really cool. I've had a phenomenal time staffing my last few events. I did go this, actually, this season in the fall, but New Jersey was phenomenal. People were great, so um, it'll be good. I'm excited for it.
0: Oh, uh, one other announcement I have is uh, we have a website now. Yes. Um, so if you've been listening and you want to know more about like USPA or Arcanine Labs or it, it, like links to any of that stuff, anything we talk about, you can go to lavapool.party and find anything we've talked about there. Uh, you can also find episodes of this show uh where to follow us on various platforms like spotify and itunes and wherever else um i also have a blog there that i may or may not use to talk about other pokemon things uh that we don't go over on the podcast or just like maybe get into more detail or maybe i'll just forget that it exists and not use it but it's there at the moment um that website again lavapool.party uh, you can also send us emails for questions on the show to podcast at lavapool.party. I, I'm just very excited about that URL. Yeah, I, I was looking at a bunch of different domains like, oh, what can I have for the podcast that makes sense and is not just a boring .com or .whatever. And so, yeah, that I saw .party was a thing and lavapool.party, just, I like it.
1: That is great. I, I do like that. <laughs>
0: Alright, so yes, send in your questions to podcast at LavaPool.Party. Go check out LavaPool.Party for anything you need to find on the Pokemon Video Game Championships. We got links to uh, the official sites, the Arcanines, the calculators, everything. Um, But yeah, until next time, I'm Samuel. I'm Melissa. And we'll see you next time on the Lava Pool Until next time, I've been Samuel. And th- this is the part of the outro where you say your name, uh, and yes. then I edit it so it sounds good. <laughs> so I, I, I went back and listened to an old episode to remember how we do the outro. How did we do yeah. the outro?
1: Because you said something, and I was like, I don't remember what you just said.
0: Yeah. So, so until next time, I'm Samuel. I'm Melissa. And we'll see you next time on the lava pool.
1: Cool. Yeah. I, I I didn't hear what you said. I was like, shoot. What do I say? I froze. I was like, I messed up here. (laughs)